everyone, and welcome to the Health Nuts podcast with certified holistic nutrition consultants, Mary Vance and Caitlin Weeks. Our goal is to dispel mainstream nutrition myths and bring you the best in holistic health and real food education. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Mary. How's it going? Good. I'm just enjoying stormy weather here in Tennessee at my parents' farm, so it's kind of nice and relaxing since we don't really get thunderstorms in San Francisco, but how are you doing? Great. It's like a heat wave. You left us with good weather here. I know. I'm kind of bummed to miss one of the three days <laughs> of being outside without a jacket on, but oh well. <laughs> it's like 75. My sweatshirt yeah. was pretty overkill when I went out earlier. Oh, nice. Well, you can soak up some good vitamin D then. So we have a good guest today. We have Amir Rosick, and we're going to talk all about sleep and the importance of sleep and health. And before we get started, I'll read our disclaimer, and we can kind of catch up a little bit, and then we'll get into chatting with Amir. The only purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. It's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your concerns with a licensed healthcare provider. Caitlin Weeks and Mary Vance assume no liability for any of your activities in connection with this podcast. And you can find Caitlin at grassfedgirl.com. And I'm Mary Vance NC, like nutritionconsultant.com. And you can find us there on Facebook too. So what's new on your blog, Caitlin? I have a new post about hormone imbalances and PCOS that was written by Dr. Justin. So that's pretty cool. And I wrote about, I have a new post coming up about all the people I met at Paleo Effects and lots of pictures and stuff. So that should be up tomorrow. And I'm writing a post about 10 ways I screwed up my thyroid. So that'll be a crowd pleaser, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, Dr. Justin, we've had on before talking about thyroid and Hashimoto's, um, which is always a popular topic since it's becoming such an epidemic, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw him talk about that at Paleo FX, too. Oh, good. Well, that's also good to get that information out there. Yeah, what about you, Mary? Uh, I wrote a post on how to do an elimination diet, and it was partly for selfish reasons because I spend so much time with my clients telling them how to eliminate and reintroduce foods, so I figured if I just write a post, I can send them a link. (laughs) But it's also uh, useful for anyone to determine at home uh, what their food sensitivities are. If they suspect any kind of food sensitivities, you know, the popular ones are obviously gluten, dairy, soy, and eggs, and corn, so. Isn't that what your book is about? Uh, kind of. I mean, I describe my book how to do an elimination diet, but the book is more focused on um, liver cleansing. Oh. But, uh, so there's that, and I wrote a post about um, unusual superfoods to try, because we always hear about the boring ones like salmon and blueberries and kale, so yeah, I made a list of new superfoods for people to eat their diets. And then there's a post on my favorite face match, basically just involves full-fat yogurt and frankincense essential oil. It'll make your skin soft like a baby's butt, and uh, assorted other fun things on there, as usual, but that's about it, really. Wow, Awesome. <laughs> So let's get into uh, welcoming our guest. 
guest, we have Amir Rosick, who's a holistic nutritionist also and functional medicine practitioner with a pretty impressive bio. Um, hi, Amir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Mary. How are you doing? Good. It's great to have you. And I guess you describe yourself as a, a biohacking expert, which is awesome because we also talk a lot about how to, to biohack yourself into whatever your fitness goals or nutrition goals are on the show. And you also have your own podcast too, correct? Yeah, the Optimal Health Show. Great. And uh, your website is amirrosick.com. So tell us, Amir, a little bit about kind of your story and background and how you got into the field of health and nutrition. Excellent question. Well, it all begins uh, in my teenage years, roughly when I was like 15, 16. So I entered high school and I didn't really fit in. I remember specifically one time sitting in class, staring out the window and scratching my head wondering, what in the world am I doing here? And the teachers are screaming, Amir, pay attention, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, this isn't for me. So to cut the story short, I got kicked out of two high schools, eventually started doing my own thing, got involved in criminal activities, started partying every single weekend, and was living that rock and roll lifestyle. So going to the clubs, going to the bars, and living that fast-paced lifestyle. That persisted for more than six years uh, at the end of the six years, from the last like two years, I fell in a deep depression, and it was like a deep black cloud was following me anywhere I went. So you have to imagine, it's like almost like sticky black tar was oozing over my body, and anything that I touched turned to black. My viewpoint in life was negative, and I was very self-destructive. I had a lot of close encounters with drugs, cops, police, so many crazy things, and I was uh, extremely abusing my body. And something happened on one night with my friends at a bar drinking. I was drunk. And I go outside, and there was somebody fighting my friend. Obviously, I'm a big proponent of fighting. It has always been in my nature. That's the type of person I am. I go in there. I do my thing. Bing, bang, boom. The guy's on the ground. Next thing you know, he's in the hospital. A couple of days later, I hear, and there's he knocks on my door. I'm like, wondering, who the heck is that? I go downstairs, and there's a whole SWAT team of police officers, and they arrest me on this scene. This isn't the first time I've been arrested, but I knew something was kind of off and funky. Uh, basically, they went to, they took me to the police station, you know, interrogated me, etc., and they charged me with this uh, assault for this guy. Turns out he's somebody, you know, very complicated political things. I went through two years of Supreme Court of Canada court cases, and eventually they gave me half a year in jail. So here I am, you know, fast forward, I'm in jail now for half a year, and I remember sitting down this is where like my epiphany moment happened we have to picture like jail is a concrete jungle where people are just vicious 24 7 the environment is very sticky and if you don't know if you don't know how to play your games or cards right there's going to be big problems and i'm pointing my fingers at everybody in a very depressive state i'm like you know why am i here you know i'm a mirror i don't belong in jail who are these losers over here and it kind of dawned on me i had this like epiphany moment that i realized I was one of these losers, you know. The only reason that I'm in jail is because of my actions, right? And at the exact moment, I decided to kind of transform my life. And it's funny how fate, you know, gives you certain uh, hands of cards because I, right before I went into jail, I met my current girlfriend who was kind of my guiding light. Honestly, if it wasn't for her, I, I don't think so. I'd be here where I am today having this podcast with you, Mary. So after I got out of jail... I didn't right away get into nutrition, but I wanted to figure out, well, how can I get better? My roots was MMA and martial arts. So I went back to the gym to do MMA. So, you know, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, et cetera, box, 
my boxing coach that said, hey, Amir, go to this kettlebell workshop. So that's how I got into kettlebells, started doing you know, professional kettlebell lifting, etc. That I saw Rob Wolf's book. Uh, I saw Art Devaney's book. I saw it was a bunch of these like, you know, very whole, whole foods, you know, paleo ancestral types of books. And I read them, you know, it wasn't like, I wasn't into science, I didn't know anything about science back then, I didn't even graduate high school, but it made kind of sense to me. They said, you know, eat meat, drop grains. I'm like, okay. So instinctively, I just did it. There wasn't really any complications from that, but that's when the magic happened. I kid you not, Mary, within 30 days of adopting a paleo diet, so excluding gluten, you know, grains, commercial dairies, high fructose corn syrup, all that crap, my body transformed. That depression that I spoke about, that dark, oozing black tar of a cloud, vanished. It was gone. My body transformed. Even though I wasn't fat, I became more lean, more toned, more definition. And I was kind of astonished and shocked by this transformation. And I said to myself, oh my God, Amir, if this can happen to me in 30 days, can you imagine where I will be five years from now, 10 years from now? That was kind of catalyst into the health world, I decided to go back to school, believe it or not. So I went to Canadian School of Natural Nutrition to get my degree in uh, as a registered holistic nutritionist. I did a functional diagnostic nutrition up there, a bunch of functional medicine stuff. And ever since then, I've been eager to spread the message about optimal health, biohacking, and the ability to transform your life and take hold of your own destiny in your hand. Because if I was able to come from where I was to where I am today, sky's the limit. Yeah. What a great story, Amir. I've listened to your podcast a lot, and I know you were an immigrant from Yugoslavia. Tell us more about that. Well, no, I'm not an immigrant. My parents are immigrant. I'm actually okay. born in in Toronto. I do have an accent because I was uh, my friends growing up were all Yugoslavians, Russians, okay. Eastern Europeans, etc. Yeah. But yeah, that, but that kind of gave you a background to you know, work harder and appreciate more and that kind of thing? Yeah, it was a different mindset between, it depends. Uh, it all depends on what, 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 uh, the, what, how can I say this? The time frame, for example, my parents grew up in Eastern Europe back then is much different than what it is now, right? So like if you go back anywhere to Eastern Europe, it can be like Bosnia, Serbia, Croatia, Macedonia, even Russia, for example, today, it's not the same uh, culture or, or mindset as it was even 40 years ago. It's rapidly changing. Same here, for example, in the West. What we do right now may be different 20 years from now. Absolutely. So Mary had some questions about sleeping. Mary, go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, she's having some difficulties. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sorry. The wind is picking up outside. Yeah, we want to talk about sleep today because, you know, we we understand now everyone in the field of holistic nutrition and functional medicine how important sleep is to overall health. And I think that in modern society today, we're socialized to work 14 hours a day. And if you sleep, you're lazy. And most of our clients, I think we can all agree that we've worked with um, have trouble sleeping or they have trouble falling asleep, staying asleep. I mean, insomnia is linked to so many uh, chronic health conditions and weight gain and uh, hormone imbalance and detox issues. So 
we wanted to talk to you and just chat about sleep today because I know you developed the sleep solution system, an online program to help people achieve better sleep. So tell us kind of why you, you know, were interested in that at one time or are still kind of uh, working on helping people with sleep. Well, the reason I got interested in sleep is very simple. You know, in the world of nutrition, whether you're a vegan or paleo, any type of uh, nutritional model, that's only one aspect of health, you know, and we're always looking at, okay, what is biochemistry doing in our body when I eat this, you know, piece of broccoli, what's happening internally, you know, the antioxidants, the vitamins and minerals, same thing with quality meats, what's happening in my body. What we really don't realize is our environment, external environmental cues dictate internal biochemical processes. And I want to repeat that again. Your internal biochemistry that can be from, you know, your Krebs cycle, mitochondrial cycle, uh, you know, for ATP, it can be your gut bacteria, etc. That is all controlled by your external environmental cues. And as an athlete and as an, you know, a person who wants to achieve optimal performance on a day-to-day basis, I was looking at, you know, what's the most bang for your buck that you can actually put all your eggs in and get the best return for an ROI from a business perspective. And I stumbled across sleep research and sleep researching has been going on for decades and decades. It's very old and the science is there. And basically I kind of got bit by the science bug at that moment and realized that, wow, you know, if you can really hone in on your sleep and I'm talking about like really get that deep REM, you know, recuperative sleep, your body can heal very fast. And a lot of the ailments that you have today may be able to vanish, you know, because you hear stories out there. People have a good diet. People, you know, may be exercising, but what they're not doing is giving their body the respect. And maybe they're going to bed at midnight, 1 a.m., surrounded by artificial lights. They wake up and they feel like they got hit by a freight train and then they're going to do some CrossFit. That's a big no-no, right? And that's why if you can concentrate your efforts on sleep, and I mean really concentrate, not just like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but really put your priorities straight, you're going to soon realize that after like a month, so 30 days or so, after sleeping deeply in that really you know, restorative state, you're a new person. So that was kind of your first uh, decision to really kind of biohack this stuff, it sounds like, and get your biggest uh, ROI is figuring out that your performance and your, I guess, mental and physical performance and your health improves just through deeper, better sleep, right? That's right, exactly. So tell us kind of what health issues occur when we don't get quality sleep. (laughs) Every single one, let me put it that way. Uh, The biggest ones right now, though, for people can relate is obesity, type 2 diabetes. In fact, there's a study that's shown that after two days of sleep deprivation, you, you have the same blood glucose levels as a diabetic. Wow. Uh, and it goes on and on. There's a really fascinating study that I think it's going to catch on a lot of steam uh, with the study. What they actually found was they found that if you have proper sleep cycles, the cerebral cortex, so your cerebellum and everything, your actual spinal fluid acts like a dishwasher. So same thing like in your house over here in the kitchen. Kitchen, You have a dishwasher, you add your dishes, and you clean up your dishes. That's what the cerebral spinal fluid is doing at nighttime, is literally washing your brain away for all the debris and excess proteins that should not be there. However, what they found in the study was that when you're sleep-deprived, that cerebral spinal fluid, that matrix, doesn't do its job. So the dishwasher is not working at night. And 
what's happening today. We're seeing a rise in Parkinson's. We're seeing a rise in multiple sclerosis. We're seeing a rise in a lot of neurological issues. Could it be connected to sleep? I think so. There's a huge connection right there. The list goes on and on. Lack of sleep can lead to decrease in hormones because if you don't have a proper sleep cycle, you're going to increase stress on your body. That's cortisol, the stress hormone, which is healthy. You need it in very acute levels, but in chronic levels, it causes inflammation. But when you don't have proper sleep, you know that's chronic cortisol. Therefore, you have low levels of melatonin. You have low levels of DHEA, your secondary master hormone. That means low testosterone. They may have issues also with uh, uh, insulin growth light factor, etc. It's a very... Uh, negative consequences when you really don't respect and appreciate your sleep cycle. Well, before we kind of go any farther with this, describe for people kind of what and kind of how much sleep everyone needs and what what is a proper sleep cycle because I think a lot of people don't even realize what proper or quality sleep is. Yeah, so proper sleep cycle to be like super anal about it would kind of be connected to the seasons. So if you're living, for example, in a four-season climate, obviously summertime you need less sleep than wintertime because, well, wintertime on average the sun sets around 4.35 o'clock. In the summertime, we're talking about 9 o'clock. That's a you know, five-hour difference. That's huge. But based on circadian biology and just based on how your brain waves work and everything, if you can get to bed for 10 p.m., doesn't matter where you are, that's a really good safe time zone to cut yourself off. Anything afterwards, there's been shown to have negative consequences. And what really matters is not really the duration. So people say, okay, Amir, I go to bed at 10 p.m. and I sleep till, I don't know, like 10 a.m. the next day. Am I good? That's not really the point. What you want to strive for is a deep quality REM sleep. You know, it's one thing to go to bed at 10 p.m., but if you're tossing and turning and then all this other stuff is going around in your environment, your body is not healing. So we should really focus on the quality of the sleep. Once you understand the quality trumps quantity, then we can figure out exactly how we can get you to the deep rest sleep that your body really needs. So, Amir, a lot of times we hear these biohackers talking about you know, I only slept five hours and, and I, it's good enough for me. And because I slept like you're talking about in this optimal REM state, and what do you think about that? Do you think people can really l- limit the amount of sleep but, but fine-tune it to where they can get enough in a short amount of time? Well, it depends on your age as well. So there's certain like phenotypic, phenotypic expressions of sleep. So you have, you know, larks, owls, etc. I think that for the most part, if you're looking at circadian biology, so actually looking at when the sun sets and the sun rises, and it doesn't matter if you're in the tropical climate zone, so south of the equator, or if you're in the four seasons where I am here in British Columbia, I think personally five hours is very little. Uh, second of all, that whole deep REM state it's not like you're in it 24-7. You actually cycle in and out of like stage two to stage five every 20 minutes. And I think that people who say five hours is enough, you know, in the future, it may come back to bite them in the ass. I agree. So why do you think that people kind of aren't prioritizing sleep these days? I mean, I was mentioning earlier, a lot of my clients just don't think it's that important. But I mean, why do you think overall we're not prioritizing it? Truthfully, they don't make it a priority. They just don't care. And and that's the thing, though. Like, it, they may care for working on their business late at night or, you know, maybe going socializing every single night. Nothing wrong with socializing, but 
in my previous life, I used to socialize Monday to Monday. It was almost every single night. And uh, it's just about priorities and getting their mind straight. If a person wants to achieve something and greatly become successful at it, he or she will give everything they have towards that goal. And if they don't have that mindset, so it goes back to creating habits and having that mindset, then it's never going to be there. We can go survey right now outside a thousand people and ask them this question. Do you think sleep is important for health? I guarantee you at least 50% will say yes. They instinctively know that it's important for health, but they really won't take any action on it. They don't care. It's like going to a smoker. Do you know smoking is dangerous? Oh yeah, of course the smoker knows smoking is dangerous. But why isn't the smoker taking any actions to change? So it all goes back to mindset and priorities. If they don't have that mindset to actually change their habits, their sleeping habits, then they're a lost cause until they change the way they think. Well, also, I, I think, you know, then that's part of the reason why you spent so much time uh, developing programs to help people realize people just don't understand the impacts that poor sleep has on their health either. So that's what we're kind of hoping to dispel that the myth that we don't need that much sleep. But, um, but I want to kind of hone in on this, um, you know, quality sleep versus, you know, you were saying earlier, you can sleep 12 hours, but if you are waking up every few hours or you're not really in that deep sleep cycle, you're not getting the restorative and healing benefits. So give us a few kind of tips on how people can really uh, master that kind of deep restorative sleep for health? Excellent question. The tip is simple, or tips, I should say. It all goes to prehand before sleep. And let's paint a perfect sleeping schedule, and we'll just walk through it. Obviously, we know 10 o'clock is a time to go into bed, okay? i walk you through a simple system that everyone can do right away. Dinner time should be cut off about two hours before bedtime. So if it's 10 p.m., that means 8 p.m., that's when your dinner's cut off. Now, it all depends on what type of person you are. I found there's two types of groups of people for this, but you can try out and biohack and see what group you fit into. I found that if you have, for example, a small amount of like starch carbs at night times, so it can be wild rice or sweet potato, whatever, any of the tuber families or, you know, long grain rice. And if you have some at night, it's really good for increasing potassium and maybe it has to do with some resistant starch that it puts you in a deeper state of REM sleep. However, there's a second group of people that actually raises a little bit of insulin and cortisol and keeps them active, uh, which is not good for sleep. Play around with that. See if it works or not for you. If you're that camp that works, good. If your camp that doesn't work, well, don't eat it at dinner time. Because that's the first thing. So 8 o'clock, try that little bit of carbs at dinner, and uh, 8 o'clock is a cutoff. The second thing is the most important thing, no lights. All of artificial lights, that means overhead lights, that means TV, bedroom lights, any of these lights emit blue light. And blue light stimulates cortisol. It makes your body active. And therefore, if cortisol stimulate, epinephrine stimulated, your adrenal glands are working, etc., etc. That means the lights have to be out. And there's no reason why you should be watching TV anyways at nighttime. You know, there's no reason why you should be on your computer, you know, typing out emails or being on your cell phone. This is a time where you have to downgrade, relax, and give your body the respect it needs to kind of prepare itself to go into that dream state. So what do you do, Amir? You know, two hours, you know, what can I do? (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly, right? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. One, if you have a family, try to do some family time. You know, it's 
there's nothing more precious on this planet than spending time with your family, enjoying the experiences together. So if you do have a family, enjoy it. You know, every single second really counts. Uh, second of all, this is a great way that you can combine time with your partner. So if you have like a husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, guy friend, whatever you have, doesn't matter. You can maybe pull yourself a nice or pour yourself a nice hot Epsom bath. So basically, if you have a bath, draw it up to the top and add Epsom salts. And why Epsom salts are so great for sleep is they have magnesium. And it works in a transdermal delivery system. The magnesium will go through your skin and it'll actually go into your red blood cells. They're going to relax your muscle tissues. And magnesium is a really good cofactor for increasing melatonin. Not to mention while you're relaxing in the bathtub, you're enjoying a great quality time with your partner. And by the time you're done, you know, you're pretty loosey-goosey. You're nice and jello. You can hit, you know, hit the sack. Another great tip is for severe sleep issues, for people who have severe insomnia issues or they have you know, racing thoughts issues, you can go on YouTube literally and type in a sleep meditation uh, soundtrack so you can listen to about an hour before bed or half an hour before bed. There's so many out there. It's ridiculous. There are some clinically proven ones, which is pretty cool. You can try that out. And for the really tough cases, for people who have true insomnia and racing thoughts, you can take two supplements. You can take GABA, which by itself doesn't pass a blood-brain barrier. And then you can add GABA with like a phosphatidylcholine or phosphatidylserine so it can actually shuttle it to, the, uh, to your brain. And therefore, that can actually uh, decrease the stimulation of your neurons. So those are some simple tips and tricks that you can utilize right away. And now yes. is, it, is there any kind of light you... You can use? Well, you can use red spectrum. But even – I wouldn't go overboard because a lot of people be getting red light everywhere. But a minimum dose of red spectrum light, uh, simple stuff is you can go to Home Depot or Walmart. They'll have like red infrared bulbs for like 10 bucks, and you can actually just put them beside your – regular lights inside your house in your bedroom you can uh, if you really want to use a computer like you got to use a computer there's a free program called flux f-l-u-x and basically it's a free app for mac for windows all the platforms that it's connected to satellites through gps and it knows when the sun sets as soon as the sun sets in a geographic location it makes your screen red and orange so it blocks the blue light that stimulates you for the TV, well, you're out of luck. Um, what do you think so about much. those goggles that people are using? Goggles are great. I have them myself, but I still don't recommend goggles on TV. Oh. Because not, it's not just our eyes. You know, you know, our skin also has photoreceptors for light. Oh, yeah. Right? We think it's just our eyes and pineal gland. It's not. It's shown in studies that every single cell in your body has a photo photoreceptor uh, receptor for light. Oh, I heard a, some, I think it was T.S., Wiley saying that they did a study where there was a pin prick size beam of light. Oh yeah, the, the yeah the beam of light for the need and a raise yeah. of cortisol. Yeah, yeah, it's a very famous study done in the 1990s, I believe. Yeah, that's very interesting. So basically, the the scientists had participants in a pitch black room. And the only thing that was exposed was a portion behind their knee. Not the front of the knee, but behind the knee. And the scientists had literally like a $20 laser from Walmart. Bang, they shined it on the knee. Right at the same moment, they, they drew some blood to check cortisol from pre and post. And post from the laser beam was enough to boost cortisol levels. So that just really puts into perspective that 
can you imagine what that TV light is doing to your skin? Or can you imagine what when you wake up or you want to use a washroom before bed, what that artificial light is actually doing to your internal biochemistries? Tell us, too, how our devices, you know, having your a TV in your bedroom, you know, obviously we're talking about that. But what about people who sleep with their iPads and their iPhones next to their head in, in the bed? What, what effects does that have? Or their wireless router or any of that? I call, I call that, that insanity. insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, well, go ahead. Well, that's so wrong on so many different levels. Um, well, one, we can get into the whole EMF thing, electromagnetic frequencies. And basically what's happening is EMF is causing heat shock proteins to be activated in your brain or in your cells, in your body. And these heat shock proteins literally uh, will increase uh, issues with like sodium and calcium and pretty much make your cells explode. They dehydrate your cells and boom, goodbye. That's a huge problem. And also it's been connected. EMF has issues with sperm motility. It has issues with many other neurological issues. In fact, that if you look at hydro workers, they've been doing a lot of uh, studies from the 1990s in BC and Ontario here in Canada that the hydro worker, workers have one of the highest rates of leukemia. And we have to really then figure out well, why do they have so much leukemia and they're, they're exposed to these electrical circuits on a day-to-day basis. And EMF is a real danger. Uh, people really need to start waking up and realize this is no joke. We are electrical beings. And if you don't think so, you're an electrical being, go stick a fork in an outlet and come, and come talk to me back. You know, <laughs> like we <laughs> the last conversation you ever have. <laughs> exactly. You know, you can, the research is there. Robert O'Becker talks about this. Ling talks about this. Um, Dr. J- Dr. Jack Cruz talks about this. Ben Greenfield talks about this. The research has been here from the 1800s. It's, it's here. It just, once again, priorities and people really can't accept the fact that our modern day technologies, cell phones, and I'm a fault to this. You know, I slept with my cell phone on my head for God knows how many years. But the more you know, the more you grow. And I highly recommend everyone out there, please do not sleep with your cell phone beside your head. You're you're causing extreme harm to your brain. Uh, worst case scenario, put it on airplane mode. That's the worst case scenario. I, I recommend... Use the alarm. Yeah. A lot of people say, you well, I have s- to have it for my alarm. You can, no, you can on your iPhone, you can put it on airplane mode and do not disturb and it'll still make your alarm go off, I think. Right. Yeah. So you put it on airplane mode, but don't keep it around your bedstand, around your head. Like, yeah. and I'll tell you two reasons. One, you don't want to mess with the EMR. So there's EMF, electromagnetic frequency. There's e- electromagnetic radiation. They're two different things. What the actual cell phone emits itself and the wireless, what emits are two different um, players. So if you're having an alarm clock on your cell phone, please try to keep it away at least three to five feet away from the actual person and o- obviously on airplane mode. And everything else goes the same, like the computers, uh, the the laptop, the desktops, like all these EMF and EMR devices at nighttime are causing harm to the body. So what do you think if you live in a building where there's 20, you know, EMFs all around from every other apartment and then there's also the smart meters in the basement? I mean, what, is there anything you can do if you live in a city type yeah. environment? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things. You know, one, figure out a way that you can start grounding on a day-to-day basis. The earth is connected to the Schumann 
frequency, the Schumann residency, which is a cavity between the ionosphere and the Earth. Funny enough, it's not funny enough. That's how nature works. Our our DNA oscillates at that frequency, which is like 7.2 hertz, 7.4 hertz. Okay, and when we're grounding, which is basically our bare feet, our hands touching Mother Earth, you can be touching a tree, you can be on the grass, you can be on the beach. We are literally recharging electrons for our body. And electrons are the best for antioxidants. They will make your atoms more stable. And that's a problem of free radicals when it comes to the body. You're missing electrons. So if one you know, atom or molecule is missing electron, it's hungry and it's going to go get another one. It's a cascading negative effect. But when you're grounding, you're actually absorbing electrons just like a battery. The same ideology you're plugging in couple of things you can do uh, a timer at nighttime so maybe you can't control the wi-fi within the actual condo but you can control the wi-fi in your bedroom go to walmart go to home depot and buy yourself a digital timer it's like 25 dollars, and plug it into the outlet of your wi-fi and set it that okay this my my wi-fi router will go on at 6 a.m and then it'll go off at 8 p.m it's automatic it's passive you don't have to think about it Second thing you can start doing is you can even consider buying EMF protective sheeting. So at one point I was living at a place where we had like, you know, that beautiful like four post canopy sheets to go around your bed. Uh-huh. You can get that and actually get EMF protected sheets. They so actually block off all EMF. That's one option. It's very pricey. It's a couple of thousand dollars. But trust me, a lot of people out there are doing it and they're seeing the beneficial effects. Uh, you can start getting grounding mats as well for your computer, but that's a... Uh, that's like a sticky uh, talk because some grounding mats actually act as EMF antennas and some don't. So until I do a little bit more research and find a company that I'm I'm happy with, I can't really recommend that at the moment. And and just simple things is like you know staying away from electronics as much as possible, eating a very uh, you know healthy diet to replenish the antioxidants in your body uh the shower is a big thing so before bed if you can at least put a chlorine uh filter on your shower because it's kind of hard to get fluoride uh filters i don't even know if they have them for showers but you can get a chlorine filter a carbon one from home depot for 45 dollars it lasts you almost five months make sure you do that any of these other like harmful elements in your life maybe chemical maybe environmental maybe food it adds to the emf problem because the more sick you are the faster you become sick and it's a cascading negative effect mm-hmm. uh and i think i think give it another like four to five years you'll notice that a lot of more devices for emf protections coming out in fact i'm part of a startup right now and we're coming out with emf clothing and which we'll be launching in three months from now actually wow that sounds cool and I mean, the other thing about EMFs, you know, is people don't realize that they're, it is disrupting their sleep to get back to our topic, right? Oh, definitely in every shape and form possible. And I'll give this example. How many of us have gone camping? And I mean camping in the woods. I don't this like, you know, trailer camping, you know, like pulled over somewhere in a nice resort. Real camping where you're in the woods and you're connected to the ground. How do you feel? When you wake up the next day, how is your sleep? I guarantee you, if I ask 100 people, 90 of those people will say, I, fe- I slept like a baby. Why is that? Why is it that when you're camping, you sleep like a baby? Let me see. You're grounded to the earth. You're in nature. You're away from the city. No EMF. No other pollutants. No wonder you feel great. 
So you, take you that also into consideration. Sleep about eight o'clock, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to be disconnected. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, there's a great documentary that everyone should watch, and I believe the documentary is called Frequency, if I'm mistaken. I'm just pulling it up right now. Uh, no, the documentary called Resonance. Beings of Frequency Documentation. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend everybody watch it. It's going to blow your mind. In fact, if people don't believe in EMF dangers, get a load of this. Sweden actually considers EMF a disease. And if I'm in Sweden, I go to my doctor and I say, Amir, you've been diagnosed with EMF sensitivity. The Swedish government will pay for my house to be protected. Oh, wow. wow. That's pretty- yeah. The danger is here, my, my friends. Wake up and realize it's time to smell the roses. So well, you said it, the name of the movie is called what? Resonant, resonance. Resonance. Okay. Well, I do, you know, since we're all nutritionists, I, I do want to talk about food and diet too. So tell us, you know, we talked about a little bit about kind of what to eat and what to avoid and when to stop eating before to before bed to foster good sleep. But what about foods that you know, particularly can help or foods that can make sleep worse. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, you can try that car backloading thing at nighttime with uh, starches. And you, there's two different camps. One camp really benefits from it and another camp doesn't. Try that biohack and see which camp you are. Second thing to really reset your circadian clock with the cortisol, melatonin, antagonist relationship is start your day with bab so dr jack cruz talks about this it stands for big ass breakfast but i don't like the term breakfast i like to call it big ass meal because we think breakfast has to be just bacon and eggs which is ridiculous breakfast is any meal you can conjure in your mind so the feeling that you want to leave the, the that meal in the morning that breakfast meal is a feeling of satiety like your body is nice and full your stomach is full not like oh my god i gotta eat in two hours so what does that look like for me example the other day was literally like half a whole chicken an avocado bunch of broccoli with sauteed onions that was my meal and i was full for maybe like six hours until after my workout was done now what's going to happen with this is because of the healthy fats the high protein content, the vitamins and minerals is going to stabilize your blood sugar levels. That means your cortisol won't have the hypoglycemic roller coaster ride. It usually does. You know, I need coffee, cortisol goes up, sugar goes up, etc. As well, it has a very positive relationship to leptin because a lot of people are not just insulin resistant, they're leptin resistant as well. So if you have healthy levels of cortisol, you're going to have healthy levels of leptin and you're going to have healthy levels of melatonin, which is therefore going to put you in that deeper REM sleep that you want. Well, we were talking about supplements earlier too. Tell us what you think about taking melatonin. I think for the most part, it's very dangerous just blindly taking three milligrams every single night. Uh, I think melatonin should be one of the last resorts after trying everything in the environment. And once you've done the no lights, once you've done you know the dieting, once you've done the Epsom salts and everything, if you're still having problems, then what I would recommend is time-release melatonin because the pineal gland starts secreting melatonin about three hours before sunset. It's not all of a sudden, oof, boof, here's three milligrams in my bloodstream upon <laughs> sleep. Right, and that's what most of us are doing right now. We're popping three milligrams to even, you know, 
12 milligrams, 16 milligrams a night instantaneously into the bloodstream. And that's an unnatural physiological amount. And basically, it may be causing a negative feedback loop to your pineal gland, therefore decreasing natural secretion of melatonin. In fact, there's some studies actually showing that when you unnaturally increase melatonin levels to that range, you're actually decreasing growth hormone within your body. It may be causing some liver issues. So that being said, melatonin supplementation is wise if the situation calls for, but I would highly stress that you get yourself time-release melatonin uh, that slowly releases in your bloodstream about three hours before bed. Uh, sublingual time-release is great. I know Life Extension Foundation has a good one that I use sometimes, and that will be your last resort. Don't rely on that. You know, The Epsom salt does a better job. The light is the number one. I'm telling you, once you start decreasing your light, you're going to notice a huge difference. I think also just a big difference is just when you start to try to go to sleep makes a huge difference because I notice if I go to sleep at 10, there's a huge difference between if I go to sleep at 11 or 11.30. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of putting yourself on a schedule. And, you know, we kind of talked about the sleep hygiene protocol earlier and the Epsom salt baths. Those are awesome. Add some lavender essential oils and you sleep like a baby. <laughs> even even pa- even the even the oil passion flower. Yeah. Have like the, the diffuser. So it like actually spews out small amounts of the oil with the water. Uh, that's been shown to really help with sleep as well. Oh yeah, we've had a whole show about passion flower before. Now yeah. I was wondering a lot of these gurus out there talk about sleep apnea being a big issue. Have you studied much about that? I haven't gone into too much detail about sleep apnea. That's still up in the air of what causes this. And personally, there's not one thing causes sleep apnea. Uh, if you're overweight, that's the first thing to look at. Yeah. Uh, the actual physical weight on the chest may be causing issues as well. Uh, second of all, there was uh, intranasal red light infrared therapy that people are screaming about just from like the testimonials. I haven't done any biohacking with it. I may do it, but basically it's a certain wavelength of infrared that you re- literally shoot up your nose half an hour prior to sleep that kind of penetrates the pineal gland right now that the sleep apnea people are reporting great results. Now, I, I obviously recommend that if you think you do have sleep apnea, put yourself on a CPAP machine and please make sure do not get the Wi-Fi CPAP machine. <laughs> they have the ones that send out Wi-Fi signals back to wherever the place is connecting, uh, collecting your information. Get the one without it oh and that will be a good – yeah, it's crazy. That will be a good band-aid to have until you figure out the situation and CPAP machines really help people with sleep apnea. Yeah, I mean someone in my family – was on all this Ambien, and then they got a CSAP machine, and they were able to get off the Ambien. So I figured, well, it's got to be better than that. <laughs> well, it's a really, it's a great device, uh, used appropriately. Definitely, you got to get a whole study, sleep study, to get it prescribed to you and everything. It's not something you yeah. just buy on your own. That's right. I I guess they're still having tornadoes over there where Mary is. (laughs) (laughs) Tornado alley, huh? Yeah. It's nothing to joke about, but yeah, in Tennessee, there's a lot of tornadoes. We're both actually from Tennessee, so we're we're very familiar with with that. And we have, in my house, we had a basement, so we would always go in the basement and hide out. So, 
Hey, here you're you back. Now, you're Mary. back. <laughs> well, I don't see any funnel clouds outside, but the wind is really bad. Oh, God. Uh, I, uh, I, so Mira, I have a question about napping because I'm a, I'm kind yeah. of a big fan of like a 20 minute restorative nap in the afternoon, but I have a lot of people asking me, well, if I don't sleep well at night, can I catch up on sleep during the day? And, and what are your, what are your thoughts on napping? Napping should be used as a tool. I think if you have to have a nap every single day, like, I mean, like, for example, you wake up and then you're tired at like 1 PM, just give a, a scenario here. I think there's an issue. You should ask yourself the question, why am I tired at 1 p.m. every single day? That means there's a blood sugar drop. That means there's a cortisol issue that maybe cause some inflammation. I don't know. It can be a lot of different things. So you should ask yourself that question. Why am I tired always at 1 p.m.? Um, once you figure that out, and if that's not the problem, then doing a nap here and there to really boost up your brain and energy is great. You know? Yeah. One thing you have to keep in mind that we have something called sleep pressure proteins in our brain. And if you're active enough during the day and you're moving around enough, these sleep pressure proteins accumulate enough during the day. Then at nighttime, they phosphorylate. They actually start breaking apart and releasing in your body and they cause this uh, neurohormonal milieu within your body for a positive effect. However, if you're always having these naps, you know, maybe for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, you may be actually depleting your sleep pressure proteins before it's actual bedtime. So that's something to keep in mind. Use it as a tool. I would even suggest more like a siesta instead of an actual nap. So I'll do it on occasion. So I've been starting to do some cool meditation hacks where I'm having guided deep breathing, like, you know, diaphragmic breathing meditation. You're not really sleeping, but you're not really awake. You're like in that twilight zone. That's something really cool, and uh, I've been noticing really improved clarity, memory, and performance for in the gym as well. That's something that everyone can play around with and have some fun with. Is that kind of when you're in the like kind of has to do with the limbic or alpha beta brain waves where you're sort of that's exactly it. At? That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So you so does that mean that that kind of takes the place of a nap during the day for you or you do that before bed to help you get into deeper sleep? Well, I don't really need to. My my uh, daily routine is all autopilot. It's like, okay, eight o'clock, lights out, you know, red light on, start reading a book or, you know, I'm talking to my girlfriend, maybe take a nice uh, warm shower. Then I have transdermal magnesium comes in oil. So I don't have a bath in my condo, unfortunately. So I rub that on my body. And uh, one great thing is I do journaling at nighttime. So I basically mind dump all my thoughts of the day into a journal and I do my affirmations. I say my thanks to the universe, to God, whoever you want to say your thanks to. And I sleep like a baby. Like I'm, I'm lights out, boom, see you later. And I wake up every day literally at 5 a.m. Yeah, but I mean, and your body thrives so well on a routine like that. And that's what I have my clients do too. And you hit on all the good points is just dumping all your thoughts into a journal and having your nighttime ritual and putting yourself on a schedule where you go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. And that's where your kind of your, all your rhythms start to normalize, right? Routine is everything. If you don't have a proper schedule and system, you're going to fall apart. The body likes to have programs, right? You start programming the habits. Once you have those habits instilled, then it becomes autopilot. The problem is like thinking. When you have to start thinking, that's the issue. so i know you have worked with a lot of clients in the past amir and and us too and how do you convince your clients to take this more seriously and sleep better 
Honestly, I don't do a big spiel about, you know, what sleep will do. You know, it's like talking, a Chinese person coming to me talking Chinese, right? I'm going to nod my head, but I have, I don't have the foggiest idea what the person's saying, right? I try to relate it to the long vision, right? And basically what I state is like, when you invest your time now in sleep, it's going to pay dividends in the future. And specifically for my clients, my clients are entrepreneurs, athletes, high-performing people. Those are my only group of people that I work with. And I tell them like, listen, you know, just like your business, you're investing a lot of time into it right now. And obviously you want to see an ROI for it, maybe two years from now, three years from now. And you have that vision. You can see it in your mind. Well, sleep is no different. I tell them when you start investing in your body today, meaning nutrition, meaning sleep, meaning exercise, you're actually now increasing your rate of return for the future. When you have a healthier mind, body, soul, spirit, everything else in life becomes easier. You can make healthier choices. You can perform better, etc. Your life goes into a state of flow, you know, and that's a state that everyone should be kind of thriving for. There's a whole book about that. Yeah, Stephen Kotler. Yeah, that's a great book. Rise of the Superhuman or Superman, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, there is an actual book called Flow, too, that explains... Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it was a Magyar. We call them Magyars, but Hungarians. Uh, Mihai Csinkszent Mihai. That was the guy's name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, like we said, it, the, the nuggets for people to take away from this are, you know, having a routine and getting yourself on a schedule and having your kind of sleep hygiene protocol and your flow during the day, and I think that's a good place for people to start or, or what, how do you think that what's your best like small piece of advice for people to get started? What's the first thing that people could do right now to help them sleep better tonight? Right away. Uh, there's two things. Number one, do the light thing. That's the number one. Like, please, please do not have lights near bedtime. 8 PM is a cutoff. Don't have TV. Don't have cell phone. Don't have computer. Get them out of your bedroom. Chill out. Have fun with your family or have fun with your partner. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Number two is uh, start making a plan. Uh, plan out your whole week. Take You can take an 8 by 11 regular paper or you can have an app or you can just type it on the computer. But please make a plan. Write it out. Be like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have this for breakfast. I'm going to do my workout at the gym at 12 p.m. Uh, at nighttime, you have right in your calendar, 8 p.m. Lights go out. I do my journaling. Once you have your vision on paper... Therefore, that can become into fruition. That's kind of like your affirmation. And it's very tangible. When you see something in front of you, it sends a certain um, signal into your mind, into your brain, into your subconscious to actually start obeying that schedule that you have. So those are my two simple tips that people can do right now. And the beauty about these tips are it's free. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, I think that's probably all the questions we have. Um, that was a really awesome conversation, though. Caitlin, do you have anything else you want to ask about sleep? I mean, I was just thinking maybe that, you know, one of the issues is that people running into, they have so much stress because their life is not really the way they want it to be, that that might be causing them to have disrupted sleep patterns. What do you think about that? I know when, when I changed my life to be more relaxed and more calm, I had a lot better sleep. And, and when I always was wanting a nap, it was because my life was incongruent with my health. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that, Amir? 
when I hear people talk about I don't make enough money, my health is not good, my relationship sucks, I keep on hearing cop-outs. I was the same. you know. Remember, I was putting fingers in jail. My whole life, I was a taker. I never gave back to society. And I, always, I was a jealous person by nature when I was younger. I'm like, oh, look at that guy has his you know, quarter-million-dollar car. Why do I only have a $50,000 car, right? At the end of the day, you are the master of your own destiny. Only you can transform your life. You literally have to take control of your destiny in your own hands. And what does that mean? That means you have to transform your life. No one else is going to come knocking on your door and be like, oh, hey, I'm your guardian angel. All your problems are solved. You know, just follow me. <laughs> no, right? You have to literally, you know, dig in and literally take control and be like, okay, I had enough. This is enough. What can I do? And break it down into simple steps and be like, okay, here's one scenario. If you live a busy, hectic life, I mean, maybe you work from nine to five, you're up at six because you have to send the kids to school. You come back at five because maybe you have to make dinner for the kids. The kids are in bed for maybe eight or nine, and then you have extra um, work from actual work to catch up on. That's crazy. You don't have any you time. and You're stressed out. No wonder you can't go to sleep. You Therefore, the main problem there is your job. However, we humans always think in black and white answers like, oh, my job sucks. Maybe I'm just going to quit. Or my job sucks. Maybe I'm just going to ask for a raise. Like there's, there's all these uh, A, B answers. In reality, there are different options in life. You have option A, B, C, D, E, F, G, just like in nature, many different options. Instead of you wanting to quit your job, why don't you figure out how can I improve my job? Is there a position I can go somewhere else? Like actually break down the options you have in your organization. And maybe one of the options is quitting and going somewhere. Maybe that's healthy for you. Or maybe you realize that that position in your company that you're working with is not really good for you, that you can do much better in another position, work less, maybe get paid even more money, which is a bonus, and have much more free time for yourself. So the situations we are living today right now is because of us, nobody else. You know, obviously there's some extreme situations. God forbid if you're, if you're actually born into war, that's a complete different situation. But I'm talking about right now here in North America, which is the most like affluent, blessed, you know, continent in the world right now. Everybody has the opportunity to become anything they want. They just have to set their mind to it and stop thinking in these black and white patterns. That is. Actually, really excellent advice. This has been really inspiring. I kind of want to go journal now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amir, so tell people where they can find your programs and all your great information. Yeah, everything's found at my website, which is amirrosic.com. That's A-M-E-E-R-R-O-S-I-C.com. Awesome. So are you still selling your sleep program or is that? Actually, the sleep program, I took it offline because I'm rebooting it with brand new information, much more easier, really focusing on creating brand new habits. Cool. And the sleep solution system will be relaunching most likely May 10th. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, then this well, is right you. on target. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for being our guest. This was really awesome having you on and we really appreciate your time. It was my pleasure. Yeah, everyone, get excited about our upcoming guests. We have Civilized Caveman and Julie from Paleo MG talking about their new book. And Dietitian Cassie is going to be on. And we also have Kendall Kendrick from Primal 
Okay, Primal Balance, and she's going to be talking about perfectionism and how to deal with perfectionism. And make sure and share this inspiring interview with all your family and friends because it can help everyone. So please leave us a review on iTunes and listen next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.